hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. In today's episode, we are going to be chatting all about getting your clients awesome results with your designs and then figuring out how to show them off to get more of the types of clients you're looking for. Oh, yes. I love this topic idea because I feel like you definitely have to um, show off those awesome results and show to get more clients. (laughs) Definitely. I wanted to start off by kind of talking about why this is important even at all. Um, it lo- it seems to me like getting clients results with design projects is something that a lot of designers overlook. They're focused more on, you know, the look and aesthetic and the branding of the design. They don't think about what it's actually accomplishing. So I thought that was something really good that we'd be able to dive into today. Definitely. I think it's so easy to kind of overlook that strategy when you're a designer and you're so in your head about I just want to make this website look so awesome and on brand and all this other stuff and you kind of forget that you are part of your client's team to like help them accomplish their own goals too so yeah this is this is a great one to start with Krista (laughs) (laughs) I am pumped so yeah, I guess let's dive right in. So I know a lot of you, you you all design gorgeous websites. And like we just said, that only goes so far. If you can start adding a purpose behind these sites, you're going to see your clients start getting results. And in return, they're going to start talking you up. You're going to get great testimonials. You are going to start seeing the kinds of projects you've been waiting for come through your door. So that's why I think this is really so important. And I've got three pieces to go through with you today. Step one of these three pieces is learning what kinds of results your specific client wants. Because even if you're working with clients on the same niche, they are all still going to have totally different goals and totally different viewpoints of what makes a website successful. Yeah, definitely. I feel like you can have four clients from the same niche and who do the same exact thing, and they can all want completely different things out of their websites. Definitely. And I think a good way to go about this, don't let me know what you think, Corey, but I think that it's really useful to have kind of a detailed questionnaire. So after you've signed someone on to a project, you know you're going to work together, have a questionnaire that goes through and asks them like, why do you want an online web presence? What are two to five of the biggest goals you have for this website? What will make this website successful in your eyes? And you'll kind of begin to see what kinds of things you really need to focus on for this specific website. Yeah, I love that. When I first started working with clients on blog designs and web designs, I was not asking those sort of questions. And it felt really like I was trying to come up with those things for them. And as designers, like we are separate from their business. We have no clue what they want. So we do have to ask. So I think it's really great to kind of dig into those things and ask them. I know that 
when I started asking those questions, you know, what is one thing even that you want people on your website to do? Like, what should they do when they land on the homepage? When you figure that out from your client, it makes your job even easier. So much easier. I can see that. And something else I thought while you were just saying that, though, is with new, if you're working with new business owners, sometimes they're not going to know. They might say that they want, you know, people to do one thing on the website and you're going to be like, well, that's not going to do you any good. So then there's also a part where you need to jump in and be like, okay, like good thought, but what if we do this and here's how it would benefit you? Yeah, don't be afraid to kind of give that feedback to your clients because I know it can feel really intimidating, but every single time I've gone back to a client and said, you know, here are my thoughts on what you came back to me with. They're usually like, wow, that makes a ton sense. Let's do that (laughs) instead of what I was thinking. And you're like, yes. (laughs) Right. You you both win with that one, don't you? (laughs) Something else you said that I thought was great question I think everybody should ask. When someone new lands on your website, what is the number one action you want them to take? So important. I love that you brought that up. My designer actually asked me that when I was having my website designed. And I said, I want people to opt into my email list. If they do nothing else, I want them on that list. So my website is totally focused around that and it definitely works. So if you don't have a question like that for your clients yet, definitely get that added to your intake questionnaire. Yeah, because I mean, it's like we were talking about before, everyone could want something totally different. So you may work with one client who wants their email list to grow through their website, and you might work with another client who wants people to, I don't know, sign up for a workshop or something Mm -hmm. different, you know? So you have to ask that question so you can get a little bit more inside their head instead of making it up as you go. Because trust me, if you have to make (laughs) it up, that adds so much frustration on your end. And it usually ends up causing more revisions with your clients in the long run. For sure. That's a good point. So once you have this information, once you know what the design needs to be based around what's the next step. So after you know all that, you just take the information and move forward. I like to suggest that you plan out before you even start actually designing, do some sketches, plan what the goal should be of each page, what the calls to action should be. So you can see that this website is going to support your client's goals. Yeah. So you mean we actually have to pull out a pen (laughs) or a pencil and a piece of paper and like start thinking before we open Illustrator? (laughs) I do suggest that you do some thinking first. That'd be great. (laughs) Well, thinking for sure. But I mean, the, the sketching part is one that even I sometimes am not so great with. But I definitely have noticed the times where I kind of think about, well, okay, so these pages or these links should go to these pages. And this is why, you know, I've definitely noticed that with stuff, um, with the themes that we have been working together to create for Coded Creative. Since I'm working with you, I'm like forcing myself to think, (laughs) okay, what does this, what does the homepage need to link to? Why would it link to that? So yeah, there has to be a purpose behind what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I i mean, I don't design myself, but I just imagine if you know what a website needs to do, it is going to be so much harder on your brain to just kind of wing it for every single page. Instead, if you kind of write out the pages you're going to be designing and how they all tie together and make sure you have that down first, you know, you don't have to worry about that. And then you really can just focus on the design part and making it look good with the information you already have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. 
So step three of this process is educating your client on putting the design to use because you can make the most strategic, effective, gorgeous website out there, but if your client does not know what to do with it, it's like worthless. So say you're getting people on their email list. That's what my goal is for my website. I know a lot of your clients probably have the same goal. What are they going to do with it then? What if they don't know a thing about funnels? What if they don't know how to run an email list? Like this is where it's not necessarily part of your job description, but if you want your clients to get the best results out of what you made, you kind of have to go a little above and beyond to kind of teach them how to use this new tool that they have. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking you have to go above and beyond where you can just to even make the process better for your clients. But also, I have definitely found that when you don't take the time to educate your clients, like, this is why I put these things in these locations, they Mm -hmm. are so much more likely to go in after you're done and delete all of that or change it to something that makes no freaking sense for it to be there. And you're like, no. No, no, I did not want you to do that. (laughs) That just made me think of something else I wasn't necessarily going to talk about, but I think it ties in really well here is after you're done creating your design, you know, you've got the strategy, everything looks right, your mock-ups are done, but before you do the education record a video of yourself walking through this website. Tell them how all the pieces tie together, why it's important, why you did the certain things you did, because that is going to cut down on revision so much when they understand the reasoning behind all of your decisions. Yeah, you're not just saying, hey, I just put this stuff here because I felt like it. You're saying... I put your social media links here because, hello, it's proven that people are going to click on them if they're in this one location. Yeah, that's so smart. I have to admit, I found out that you were doing that sometime last year, and I was like, that is so much extra work. Why are you doing that? And then you started talking about why, and I was like, duh, (laughs) that is why. Because then you came back to me and you were like, I just had a client who had no revisions, and I'm like, what? (laughs) totally yeah I learned this the hard way because I didn't always do this and in August of last year now no I do strategy and development I don't do design I got 17 pages of revisions uh (laughs) uh-huh from one of my clients so after all the tears and the little fit were Mm -hmm. you know done and taken care of I was like this cannot happen again and that's where this came from And ever since then, I've been recording videos of myself walking through these websites. I haven't gotten more than a page of revision since then. And these are bulleted lists. Most most of the time, I'm getting, you know, three to seven little things that people want changed. But it's never, like, a full section of the website. It's something very minor and makes the whole revision process so much easier on everybody. Oh, gosh. And I can only imagine putting this into use even when you're just in the design stage of creating, you know, the mock-ups for your clients. Because if you send over a quick mock-up and you tell your client, you know, I put these things here and here's why, then you're going to cut down on how long your projects take because they're going to know, okay, well, there's a rhyme and reason to why we're doing this. And yes, I love it. Hopefully they'll be saying they love it. <laughs> and then because the project will be shorter because you're cutting out all those crazy revisions, you can usually fit in time to take off and go hang out and do something else, watch some stuff on Netflix, or fit in a whole nother project in your schedule where you can be making more money. Yes. See, all the bonuses. Mm -hmm. Totally worth it, guys. It's totally worth this extra work. So Mm -hmm. 
After you do that, though, you are not done. Now it is time to show it off. So this is the part. You have got your clients the results, and now it's your turn. Um, I see a lot of websites of designers where a portfolio is just a picture of the website. Sad. And, <laughs> yeah, I think that is such a big mistake, and there are so many other pieces you could add to it to make it a ton more effective. Yeah, I have noticed some of those too, and I think it's crazy because – When your potential clients are looking at your website, yes, okay, so you made them a pretty website, but what, you know, how did that help their business? It always boosts your potential client's interest in working with you when you can say, hey, I made this awesome, really pretty, super strategic website, and I can do that same exact thing for you. Of course, they're going to be so much more likely to at least inquire with you, if not go on ahead and book their project with you as well. So Krista, I know I have some stuff that I usually include with my portfolio projects, Um, things like just what the project was, um, simple things like that. I don't get too into it. I usually also include a testimonial if I can get one out of the client. (laughs) But what are some things that you think would be really, really beneficial to kind of include beyond the testimonial or beyond just this is what the client did and I made this pretty website for them. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I think there are some really, really important pieces to include. And the testimonial, which you said, is definitely one of the most important. And I still see a lot of portfolios without even that. And I know that sometimes it's hard to get it. Sometimes they don't want to respond. Sometimes you maybe just don't want to ask for it, which I totally understand. But if you have one, always put it on that portfolio page. Um, In addition to that, put full screen pictures of at least one page of the website. So your favorite page, probably the home page and most projects, something you want to show off there instead of just like a mock-up of a computer screen where they can only see part of it. Uh, This is going to help people just see more of what you did and make them more likely to click over to the website and see the real deal. And I guess in that, I kind of said something else. Include a link to the website so these people can check it out. People want to see if it's responsive. They want to see what the overall style is like throughout the website. One picture is not going to be enough. And then along with that, don't just say, here's the project I did, check it out. Write about your process, write about how fun it was to work with the client, how you got their goals out of them, what they were, how you focused on them. And if you got results, like we were just talking about, if you boosted their opt-in rates, if you got them more page views, put that in your portfolio and show it off. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 and yes. (laughs) That is one thing that I have been talking to um, a couple of my coaching clients about. Anything that you do differently or any results that you get, let people know. Like, don't hide that stuff because people are not going to go to your website and automatically know that you got your clients these awesome results or they're not going to know, you know, like we talked about in the last episode that you, your design business is different in certain ways. So you have to actually tell people this because otherwise they're not going to know and they're going to be less likely to hire you, which is awful. (laughs) For sure. And something I'm thinking about, picture a potential client looking at your website right next to another designer who they're interested in working with. Already that's scary. (laughs) Right. So say their website is the normal one you see. They have maybe a picture of a page. They say, hey, here's what this project was. 
But yours, on the other hand, it has the testimonial. It has a link to the website. It explains the process. And then at the bottom, you have these stats. You know, their email opt-in rates rose by 30%. Their page views rose by however much. They are going to pick you pretty much every time. Definitely. I, I don't know about anyone else. I would hope that those things would for sure make them want to <laughs> buy something or work with someone. But I know for sure before I invest any amount of money, I'm kind of frugal. So even like $10 or something, I want to know that this product or this service or whatever it is got other people results and, you know, it wasn't just fun to look at or fun to work on. I want to know that someone got something out of paying for this. Otherwise, I'm like, why should I invest in this? And this is like, I'm talking about some cheap stuff sometimes too. <laughs> and I know that our prices are all over the place. So if you are charging your clients like $1,000 or more, then you have to have these things because... Otherwise, that is a huge investment. And if you don't have those things and designer B has lower prices, guess what? Unless your potential client absolutely loves you so, so much and loves your work, they are probably going to go with the cheaper designer. Just mm -hmm. saying. For <laughs> sure. Every time. Every time. That's just, mm -hmm. that's just how it works. Yep. So in addition to the putting it on your portfolio, there are a whole bunch more things you can do with all of this new information. Corey, what do you do when you get, say, a testimonial or you finish up on a project, add it to your portfolio? Do you shout about it anywhere else? Um, sometimes I'm kind of bad about sharing testimonials beyond just my website. I That's something I should totally work on in the next couple of months. But at least I will usually share a blog post and I will shout out the blog post or, you know, the project at least on Instagram because I feel like designers and potential clients for designers are all really visual. They like to see those things. So I will at least share like the mood board or some kind of mock-up to say, hey, look at how awesome this thing is. Okay, now <laughs> click over right. to the link and read about how awesome it really was. Right. So this link, we should touch on that quick. So this should be like a full-blown case study. So I said to talk about things like the results you got and your process in your portfolio piece, but you still want to keep that kind of brief. In this case study you write on your blog, that is where you can really dive into each step. Only people who are interested need to read this blog post. So you don't have to worry about including too much information. And then you can use that to link to on social media. Maybe you share, like Corey was saying, a mood board or a testimonial or something. Link it to that case study for people who are interested. Yeah, and can I just add, if you are sharing your projects on social media, you better be sharing them on Pinterest. I have gotten clients from Pinterest yeah. who said, I saw your really awesome, cute brand board that you created for whatever person, and I want that for my business too. So if you are sharing any kind of graphics, make sure you share them on Pinterest. And when you're sharing them, don't just link back to www.yoururl.com. Make sure you're linking back to that case study. Definitely. We should dive into this quick. So for Pinterest, do you have like kind of a vertical style mood board that you're sending and that's what you're pinning or are you pinning something else? 
I usually will create a really long brand board. If you have been on Pinterest for more than like an hour, I'm pretty sure you've seen one of these before. (laughs) So it's kind of similar to what I send my clients, except in a little bit of a different format. I will do, if I did branding, so I'll include the logo, the color scheme, the text, Sometimes I'll also include the inspiration on there. And then if I did a website, I also include a little mock-up of, the, of that as well because those really long pins obviously stay in your feed longer as someone mm-hmm. is like scrolling through trying to find some cool stuff. And they're, they're going to see at least one point of it. So those things usually catch their eye. And yeah, I definitely think you should kind of fill up all that stuff and you may send these to your clients. I usually just create something really specific. When I'm creating the um, graphics for my portfolio or the blog post, I just go on ahead and create something else that can be pinned to Pinterest. I love that. That's a genius. Something Mm -hmm. I did not think of, but definitely a good idea. I mean, that's where people go for visual inspiration. So if you can catch their eye and show them that you're perfect, that is, I mean, a step up from everyone else for sure. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest, so pretty much all the designers that I have ever, like, talked to do the mood board phase. Even some of them do a mood board for just website projects. Where are your clients going for inspiration for their mood boards? (laughs) They're going to Pinterest. Like, I have all of my clients start on Pinterest. So when you have those things there, they can get some some really good inspiration. Maybe if they're just creating a mood board before they have even hired a designer, this can be really good because, you know, they're going to see your work and say, hey, I liked like 10 things in a row by this person, so I am going to go reach out to that person. I am not lying. I can't remember when it was, but the girl was like, I saw your stuff on Pinterest And yes, let's work together. (laughs) Love it. That's awesome. (laughs) That's great. So, okay. So in addition to this case study, showing it off on social media, there are also a few places around your website. You can show off this information. You got specifically the testimonials. So I think your homepage is the perfect page to include at least one testimonial on. So this is gonna be one of the first pages people see when they come to your website. Even if they start on a blog post, they're still gonna click over to your homepage if they're interested in learning more. And if you can show them right off the bat that you do amazing work and you know so-and-so was like totally excited about your project, it was such a great experience, they have that in their mind, they have that impression of you and it's a great, great thing for them to know moving forward, even if they're not ready to hire right away. For sure. So where would you suggest, because I actually currently, as of recording this, do not have testimonials on my homepage. So my question for you from myself and other designers like me would be, where on the homepage do you put the testimonial? So it's not like you're putting it right at the very top Mm -hmm. and being like, hey, look how awesome (laughs) I am. Massive hair flip. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. So number one, make sure you have a picture of yourself first before someone else's head is popping up because you don't want to get anyone confused, Corey. (laughs) Still got to add that picture of me too. Okay, I'm currently making my to-do list of all my tasks and homework from just this episode. We should put Corey's to-do list in the show notes for everybody else. Yes, yes. Oh gosh. So for the homepage, most important is just to let people know what you do, what you're all about. So all of that stuff should be first, um, like, 
your logo, of course, but like if you have a tagline or just who you work with, your the kinds of services and things you have like that, one of the last things should be that testimonial. So people will already know what you're all about. They'll have a little trust built with you, especially if you get that picture added. And if they're still scrolling, they're interested. So that's where you can have things like, you know, link straight to your services page, blog posts for them to check out, and testimonials. Okay, yeah, that that definitely makes sense. So you're not like right in your face, hey, here's how awesome other people think I am. You kind of still have it on there, but it's like further down so people can see Mm -hmm. some other getting to know you kind of stuff first. Makes sense. Definitely. And once you get a few built up, you can totally create a separate like testimonials or client love page. So I have this in my menu. Corey, I think you do too, right? Yes, and I have to say that you got this idea from one of the business coaches you hired last year, and when you told me about it, I was like, ugh, no, I hate that idea so much, and you probably rolled your eyes when you saw me send that message over to you, but since I added that page to my own website, you would be so surprised. People actually go to that page, like, more often than you would think, so yeah, I definitely... um, yeah, I, I'm on that train now. Put a whole <laughs> testimonial page in your menu. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's perfect. If someone is thinking about hiring you and they're checking out your services, if you can have this entire page literally dedicated to people talking about how awesome you are, like, it's only going to help your situation. <laughs> well, and not only that, but it's like we were saying earlier, you know, a lot of times when people are investing money, especially a lot of money, which branding and websites, they can be a lot of money. Money. They want to know that other people enjoyed working with you. They want to know that other people got those results more than just what you yeah. are saying. They want to hear from your past clients as well. And you can't hide those things. Like, don't mm-hmm. make potential clients or leads on your website hunt to try to find if there's someone happy out there who has ever <laughs> worked with you. Like, put them on there. And I love the idea that linking them in your menu, it makes it so, so easy to find. It's like, okay, boom, right there. Happy. I think mine says happy clients. Love that. That's cute. Mm-hmm. See, that's cuter than putting testimonials. I think mine says praise, like happy clients, client love. You can totally fit it in with your brand and still get people to click over and check it out. Okay, so let's say our listeners are ready to start giving their clients, you know, these incredible results that they are getting through their really beautiful websites. How would you say, or what would you say is the very first step, the very first thing they can do to start getting their clients these really incredible results? Definitely. So I'm going to keep it to one step so no one gets overwhelmed. We'll definitely be (laughs) revisiting this topic in the future. Step one, like you said, get that questionnaire created to send people before the project begins. So the questionnaire that's going to help you decide exactly what a website needs to accomplish. So go back to those questions we touched on earlier and ask things like, what are the main goals of this website? Why do you want a website in the first place? Um, What is the number one action someone should take when on your website? Get that questionnaire created and start sending it to new clients that come in. 
Yeah, definitely start doing that. And like Krista said at the beginning, you don't have to overwhelm your potential clients with all of these questions because you know we all have our own questions to ask before the project has even been booked. So like she was saying, you can definitely wait until after the project is booked and then that'd be the one of the first things you send your clients, right? For sure. Very good point. And even in the separate questionnaire, keep it short. Don't make them spend, you know, more than five, 10 minutes. Um, make it questions they can go through, whip out in a couple minutes and get that information over to you. Yeah, that sounds good. So do you have any other advice for our listeners? I guess to just get the, that last part of the episode we talked about, make sure you create a plan for showing off your work. So check out our show notes for the tips that we gave and get a plan created. So next time you wrap up a project, you know exactly what to do with the information. For sure. I love that so much. I am so happy we talked about this, Krista. Yeah, this is fun. I hope everyone loves it and learns a whole bunch and is ready to get better results for themselves and their clients. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design. Mm -hmm.